Our scripture this morning is from the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, and then we'll read verse 6. Would you please stand for the reading of the Word of God? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. Now verse 6. And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. May God add his richest blessing to the reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me please? Again, our Father, we're thankful for your holy word and we pray that by the power of your spirit you would come and speak to us, that we would hear your voice, that our ears would be open, our eyes would be open, that our minds and our hearts would be open to receive your truth. We are thankful that all of your word testifies to your Son, that we might go to him and have life. And so we pray that it is Jesus that we would see and that we would hear, that we would know and follow in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated, please. What is faith? I don't know what Nick Saban told his team at halftime yesterday. I'm pretty sure I will never want to know what he said. But it almost worked. Alabama was down by 20 to LSU at halftime and wound up losing by only five. Now we know the scripture, the word of God is much more than a pep talk, but the author of Hebrews has been giving this information to encourage us not to give up, not to turn back, but to get out there and keep going, keep fighting, keep pressing on. In fact, at the end of the previous passage, chapter 10 and verse 39, he says, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. You see, the choice is between shrinking back and having faith. Shrinking back leads to destruction. Having faith produces preservation. So the difference between pressing on and turning back is faith. The difference between destruction and preservation is faith. To put it in the starkest terms, the difference between hell and heaven is faith. So what is it? What really is faith? 
the instrument that will decide my destiny. In this passage, he tells us what true faith is. And throughout the 11th chapter of Hebrews, he shows us what true faith looked like as it was lived out in the real lives of God's people. And we shall work our way through this chapter over several weeks. But for now, let's focus on the beginning. What is faith? First in this passage, you see the certainty of faith. Look at verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now there are various interpretations of two words in this one verse. In the ESV, it says assurance and conviction. The authorized version says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So substance and evidence. The NIV says confidence and assurance. Now, I don't wish to bother you with what the commentators say about the translation of these words, or I don't want to bore you with it, but as I was studying it, the thing that struck me was that no matter how you translate it, the point is that faith is being certain, being absolutely convinced of the truth, the reality of something. This is saving faith in the biblical sense. We tend to use the term loosely. We may tell someone, I have faith in you, to buck them up, to encourage them. But generally, when we tell someone who is struggling, I believe in you, or I have faith in you, we don't mean I am absolutely convinced that you will succeed and I would stake my life on it. I believe that a certain team is going to win the national championship in Atlanta. I believe a certain candidate will win the presidential election next November. No, I'm not going to tell you which team I believe will win or which candidate I think will win, not because I'm afraid I'm wrong, but because I'm afraid of you. <laughs> but while I believe those things, I'm not absolutely certain of them. I would not stake my life on them. In the other areas of our life, faith is more a matter of probability. When we say we believe things, we're really saying, well, it's probably right. More likely that it's right than that it's wrong. But faith in God, true saving faith, is not a question of probability. It's a question of of absolute certainty. Faith is the assurance 
of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. Notice also that faith is being certain of things not seen. You can be certain of things you cannot see. Now this is not saying that if you believe hard enough, something will come true. Sometimes we get it in our head that if we just have enough faith, something or other will get happen. Will happen. I'll get healed. Get some money. My team will win if I just believe enough. Sometimes people talk about believing the impossible as though believing something has the power to make it come true. That's not what the scripture is getting at. In fact, that is not true. This is not telling us just believe, believe enough and it will happen. It's telling us that faith is certain of a reality, an unseen reality, but a reality. In other words, faith is not creative. Faith does not create reality. Faith acknowledges reality. Faith is not, uh, faith does not make something to be so. Faith is believing what is so. You see the certainty of faith. And secondly and finally in this passage, you see the object of faith. The object of faith. Look at verse 6. And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Now we will get to the verses in the middle of this passage uh, next time, next week. We'll explain why we're breaking it up the way we are. But verse 6 gets to the heart of the matter. It tells us two elements of faith. There are two things we must believe. Two things of which we must be absolutely certain. One, that God exists. Two, that he rewards those who seek him. It sounds too simple to be so. To have faith, we must believe in God. Okay, why are you telling me this? No, the point is much deeper than simply saying we must believe in God. It's telling us that our faith must be directed to the right object. True faith must be directed to the true God. I remember one time when I was in uh, college uh, hearing a, a student say it was a religious discussion going on and uh, one student said she had a friend who was an atheist and uh, her atheist friend told her, and I've never forgotten this, she said, quote, I don't believe in God, but I have more faith than you. 
And the important thing is not what you believe, but that you have faith. That's crazy. That is literally insane to say it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe. The most important thing about what you believe is what you believe. The object of faith, that's what matters most of all. This is why we can be absolutely certain of something we cannot see. We know the person of whom we are certain. We think about the entire book of Hebrews we've been studying most of this year. What he's been saying over and over again in so many different ways is that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. He's the fulfillment of the promises of God. The fulfillment of the law. The fulfillment of the sacrificial system. The fulfillment of the tabernacle. In other words, he's been telling us again and again and again that God kept his word. Thousands of years of promises and foreshadowing and types. God kept it all. He kept it all at the cost of sacrificing His own Son. You know, if someone has a track record of broken promises, you don't trust them. God has an eternal track record of promises kept. The old hymn says, what more can he say than to you he has said? And we could say, what more could he do than for you he hath done? See, faith is not believing the impossible. It's not like that old journey song, don't stop believing, hold on to that feeling. Oh no. True faith is a personal trust into a person who has proven himself again and again to be the most trustworthy person of all. Faith is not believing in a certain temporal outcome. In other words, if I believe I get healed, if, if I believe such and such a situation will work out the way I want it to, no. True faith is trusting the person of God Almighty regardless of how the circumstances play out. 
because regardless of the circumstances, God is trustworthy. Now let me show you an illustration from Scripture. If you've got your Bible, turn to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, you know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would not commit idolatry at the plain of Dura. They wouldn't bow down to the great golden image King Nebuchadnezzar had built, and they were reported. They were brought to the king. The king threatened them with being thrown alive into a fiery furnace if they would not bow to the idol. What did they say to the king? Daniel 3, and look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that if we that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. You see that? But if not, we believe God will deliver us, but if not, even if he does not, we still trust him. It's not about the circumstances. It's about the God. And you know the story. That God himself went into the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the king looked and said, Did we not throw three men into the fire? Behold, I see four men walking in the fire and the fourth is like the son of God he said he'd be there he had promised his people when thou passest through the fire I'll be with thee he didn't say there'd be no fire. He said, when you go through it, I'll be with you. And that same God became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. Emmanuel. God with us. To die for us to bear our burden for us and rise again just as he said he would. He's never broken a promise. And you can be absolutely certain of it. You trust him? You really know him? This is true faith.
This is eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.